Okay, this is so weird. We know it's that time of the year again. We know the Vikings are on. We know that our station covers the Viking games, and they lost. Vikes, don't let me down like that again. I saw you play last week. I thought you were looking good. I thought this was our year to go to the Super Bowl, and then I saw today's game, and, yeah, I was a little bit disappointed. Normally, when we play, when we air the Viking games, I won't come in for just a half hour. I'm a dedicated, loyal employee, but I'm not that dedicated and loyal, and I usually turn my airtime over to Stan or we play a best of or or whatever. This time I'm kind of exhausted because we've already taped last week's or next week's show because Stan's going to be gone at a wedding and so therefore I'm going to be off spending time with my family having a grand old Saturday off too and looking forward to it. Um, and I'll just tell you right now it was a great show. But because I was here taping next week's show and because um uh, because we just had the primary races, I had to come in and talk about this. I had to come in and talk about the primary results. And I want to tell you right now, I was half right. I told you when I left last week, there would be no Tim on the ballot um, for governor in the state of Minnesota. Well, I was half right. Tim Pawlenty lost. I told you so. And Tim Waltz won. And I find that kind of surprising. The the only way to describe what's going on in the Democrat Party is dumpster fire. And that has been happening since the minute they, in, well, that's been happening for decades. But, you know, it's just this year is especially weird. The primary races this year were so important because we had two U.S. Senate seats up. We had three open House seats. We have a race for governor, an open seat for governor, an open seat for AG, and several other really important races. Minnesota was one of four states that had primary races, uh, primary elections last Tuesday night. Next door in Wisconsin, Scott Walker won. Uh, Vermont, <laughs> Vermont had a 14-year-old running for governor because apparently there's no age restriction in Vermont. Uh, they also had a transgender running and won for their Democrat governor's candidate. Uh, and Connecticut had one, too. But I think Minnesota had one of the most interesting primary races everywhere. I was an election judge for early voting last week in Ramsey County. I could have told you from the first day that I sat in my election judge chair that the Democrats were turning out about three to one over the Republicans. That should surprise no one. As an election judge, hi to all the people who swung by the Shoreview Library to say hello to me. Um, I hope every one of you that went in and voted uh, thanked the election judges for their service. Do you know there are 30,000 of us that it takes to put on an election in Minnesota? And it isn't easy. Those are long days. You deal with some really crabby people. You deal with some super nice people. Um, for me, I kept running into people who knew me from the radio show, knew me from my neighborhood, knew me from whatever, and I'd have to keep going, shh, you can't talk about that in here. I had one guy who hated Trump, and he really wanted to tell everyone that he was there casting his vote as a as a vote against Donald Trump, and I yelled at him, and I said, well, you're not doing it in here, buddy, and he actually looked at me and said, you're right, you know, I won't do it in the polling place, I'm sorry, and then he behaved himself the rest of the time. I had, um, I worked with some great election judges and we and I thought we ran a real tight ship over there at the Shoreview Library. Remember, the primaries are for the party. The primaries are are for the party to figure out what they do. People don't like the fact that you can't 
vote for one Republican and one Democrat, that you have to stay all Democrat and all Republican. But basically, this is the primaries are for the party, uh, the people dedicated to their party. The numbers were really astonishing. Nine hundred and two. 1,119 people voted in the primary. That was the highest number of primary voters since 1982, meaning the overall turnout was approximately 22.7% of the voting public. So that's really, really, um, really high. You just don't see those kind of numbers turn out. And they're attributing some of it to the early voting, some of it to the absentee voting, because you can vote 46 days before the primary uh, and the general election as well. Uh, and it's quite interesting because as far as the candidates that were endorsed by the Republicans, the Republicans went 12 for 12. The 12 endorsed, the 12 endorsed candidates all won. The Democrats, holy cow, what a mess. The chaos continues. I am so disgusted with the Democrats. They had their special, special central, DFL central, committee meeting in Cambridge today. They had 350-some delegates show up. They had um, a candidate for attorney general who has multiple domestic, domestic, uh, domestic violence allegations, multiple, that they've known about. They've known about these domestic abuse violations since 2006, they have the police report from one of them, and 82% of those cowards voted to endorse Keith Ellison. 82%. They actually said, you know what? We want to have a secret ballot. We don't want anyone to know. You cowards are an embarrassment. Absolutely so ridiculous. So, um, because this was such a huge primary, if you want to call in and talk about uh, the primary, any different aspect of it, feel free. Uh, 651-989-5855, 651-989-5855. Otherwise, I'm just going to keep plowing out One through this. One thing I noticed when I was looking at the results, because I was kind of excited for this too, but it seemed to me, and I, I don't know if I ever got the finals, but it seemed to me that the Democrats outvoted the Republicans yep. like two, three to one. Three to one. Three, Three to one. one, they did, and they were, and and and, and think about this: the Democrats Is turned that normal? out. Yes, it's normal. The Democrats turned out in higher higher numbers because their base didn't want their endorsed candidates. They didn't like the candidates that were endorsed for the ballot. Plus, they had multiple people who were running in several key races that that had did not get an endorsement. So they were just they were just you know open. Um, and and of course, being an election judge, I make this this makes me really troubled. And almost every every TV station that covered the primary talked about how Minnesota has one of the easiest states in which it is to cast a vote. And they talked about what a high voter turnout we had. And again, folks, until we get our elections under control, until we get those elections under control, and we can make sure that only people who who are eligible to vote. Then, then I'm not so I'm not so sure that we can. Our side has to turn out in huge numbers to make the cheating not matter. Is basically, there was absolutely no surprise that um, 
Uh, Amy Klobuchar will be facing Jim Newberger. There was absolutely no surprise that Karen Housley was going to be facing Tina Smith. What was really shocking is Al Franken spoke up right after uh, right after the primary, and he said, "My congratulations to Tina Smith on her big victory in the Minnesota DFL primary." Please support her in the fall to keep this seat in good hands. Oh, quite the jokester, Al. You with the gropey hands puts out a tweet that says, please support Tina uh, in the fall to keep this seat in good hands. Yeah. You know what? You're... It's ridiculous, Al Franken, absolutely ridiculous. Tina Smith came out Friday and said, a new poll shows my opponent, Karn Housley, within four points. Tina said the GOP had targeted this seat since the moment she took took office, and now they see the race is tight. We can't afford to lose this election. That is just so she knows she's in trouble with Karn Housley and is already trying trying to scare the Democrats into voting for her. It was absolutely no surprise that Minnesota State Rep Ilhan Omar was crowned the Democrat primary winner to replace Keith Ellison. Uh, Representative Omar will be the first Muslim politician to replace another Muslim politician in Congress. What's so incredible about that is... Are you kidding me, people? Are you kidding me? Really, 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 are you kidding me? She's got so much to answer for. She's such a rookie, and the Democrats voted for her anyway. Crazy. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll get to your get to your phone calls. We'll talk more about the DFL dumpster fire. And I want you to think about this. In CD5, they're going to vote for a lady who abuses her office. That's Swanson. They're going to talk. They're going to vote for a guy who abuses his girlfriends. That's Ellison. And they're going to vote for a lady who married her brother. That's Omar Ilhan. Think about that. Think about that, people. When I say dumpster fire, I mean dumpster fire. Stay tuned. Sue Jeffers, Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130 and com. You know why? Because the people I vote for actually win. I tell you every general ballot, oh, I colored in 19 circles and only my water and soil board guy (laughs) won or whatever. So at least in the primary, I do well. I was quite, you know, when I talk about the DFL dumpster fighter, it's just absolutely incredible. Remember, their uh, attorney general candidate, Matt Pelican, um, he's the one that I told you about his tweet last week. He said, he tweeted out on this campaign, we believe black lives matter, trans lives matter, natives lives matter, climate change is real, women's rights are human rights, love is love and love is the law, no human is illegal, and if you agree, vote for Pelican on 814. Well, I think he came in last place. Uh, Ed Morris, second to the last maybe, Ed, Ed Morrissey on Powerline had a pretty interesting comment about Lori Swanson. She said no one had a worse night than Lori Swanson. Lori Swanson would have cruised to a victory had she chosen to run for another term of attorney general. Instead, after failing to win, after failing to 
clinch the party's endorsement on the first ballot. She switched races and chose to challenge Waltz, Waltz for the last minute in the gubernatorial nomination. That left the door wide open for Ellison to come in, and it also put Minnesota CD8 into serious play because Swanson picked Nolan as her running mate. So you got Swanson, who right before the primary, the allegations came out that she abused her office, that she's corrupt to the core. You had Ellison, and if there's ever a case for eliminating early voting, it's Ellison. The, in, in 2006, we had the 911 call. Of, key, of, a, of a woman, Amy Alexander, who called 911 and had the police come because Keith Ellison was abusive. They covered this up in 2006. Everybody in the DFL knows it. Most people in the Republican Party know it. This is absolutely appalling. And now, not only did Mark Dayton endorse him, not only did Tina Smith endorse him, the media is not asking them any questions, not demanding that they, that they rescind their endorsement or to explain themselves they just let it they just let it all all go it just it just absolutely makes me sick the idea that democrats have been in charge of the attorney general's office for 55 years is crazy and i am so excited that doug wardlow won uh the guy we had on my show last week greg buck his quote after uh doug wardlow won the primary was Doug Wardlow's scary smart, and yet he's sort of like a Norman Rockwell picture, which I had started laughing. I go, oh, my gosh, that is so true. But really, really, Republicans, you truly embarrassed me that 94,000 of you voted for Sharon Anderson, the perennial candidate. Do you even know who Sharon Anderson is? Holy cow, that's just crazy, 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 crazy. And and Ellison, that is just unbelievable. He got, what, a, almost 100,000 people voted early, and Keith Ellison and uh, Representative Omar made a killing in that, in that, uh, in, in, especially I'm thinking in the early votes, and the allegations just might have come too close. Uh, the Democrat, I think the Democrats have a lot of, have a lot to answer for. You're also seeing double standards from Dean Phillips. Uh, Dean Phillips came out and um, he his campaign his his family foundation has money invested in tobacco and fossil fuel assets. You've got Angie Craig who's got her money invested in things that that they're not not supposed to be supposedly invested in. And I hope you guys were listening to Justice and Drew last week when they totally mocked. Esme Murphy and talked about what a joke her softball interview for Keith Ellison was. I hope you read John Gilmore's Alpha News Award, which was to Andrew Lee for his media bias award that comes out every Friday at Alpha News. It was for the Esme Murphy uh, softball that happened there. Let's take some of your phone calls real quick. Try to be concise, people. Let's start with you, Don. Hi, Don. Welcome to the show. Yeah, hi, Sue. Thanks for taking my call. You know, uh, I'm glad uh, Palenti didn't win. Let's chalk one up for draining the swamp, Minnesota version. Yay! Yay! (laughs) I'm so happy, too. So happy. You know, I mean, I was just thinking, you know, know, this guy's too popular. I hope he doesn't win, whatever, but he didn't. I knew he wasn't going to win. Talk about a girlfriend abuser and then somebody that's marrying her brother. I know. I know. I mean, just, uh, but, but, you know, my wife and I were election judges. We kind of got the feeling halfway through the thing, well, okay, looks like uh, Keith Ellison is going to be sliding through. But unfortunately, we can't, even though 
they've got these people and we can't sit back and kind of this is for within earshot of all of your listeners we cannot relax in this race because uh, i mean we need to come in droves in november yes. otherwise yes. you know the life as we know it in the united states this is going to turn into europe if they get the majority and 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 Nancy Pelosi gets the gavel we're we're done we're cooked this is uh, you're a hundred percent right. This is a super super important election, and we have to crush Keith Ellison like a bug. Yep, and that's 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 just why I just wanted to say that my two cents in there. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate your comments, Dan. You're up next. Hi, Dan. Hey Sue. What great! I listened to during the football thing. I I was looking forward to listening to you, but it was some football going on, and <laughs> so I listened to two old shows. Doug Wardlow was great. I know. Jeff Johnson, fabulous interview you did with Jeff Johnson. And and I'll tell you, I knew even before that interview. I told Jeff when I was interviewing him last week, I know you're going to win. And he looked at me like, you know, I hope I hope so. And I think he was feeling good, but I could just yeah. feel the change coming. I could just feel it. I could too. You know, it was around noon. I'm a, I'm a plumber. I was on a job, and I work for myself, so I can do that. I said I got to call or text everybody on my contact. Yes. And I contacted customers. I didn't care. <laughs> Forget you if you don't call me back. I don't care. <laughs> this is far more important. About fifty to one. It was for plenty. One kid, fellow plumber, he said I voted for plenty because I met him at a four-way stop, and he waved at me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> But he, you know, so we'll get him back on track. But you know, it's interesting. Um, I uh, I just really hope that there's a uh, the fight and passion that you and I have. We have to take the fight to the Democrats. We do. The politicians, Hous- I mean Karen Housley, all of them have to make it. This is the left. This is just not Tim Walls. Right. This is everything Tim Walls brings with him, and that is the loony fascist totalitarian left yep yep and uh, when you hide when you when you vote for tim walls you're voting for marxism you're voting for stupidity unlimited taxes unlimited wasteful spending a government that's going to crush us oh it's ridiculous he's such a fast talker and i just i i'm just believing that jeff is going to really get on the offensive yep i think he, he is too to be on the offensive don't you think he's losing right now no if the, if the i think it's today he would lose i i don't honestly. think so i don't, don't I, I don't think so, think so. I, I think wrong. i you know what dan i, I mean, think I people right. are mad about keith ellison they're mad they're mad that Lori swanson corrupted her office they're mad about keith ellison they know he's a scumbag they know he shouldn't have been elected you've got now the national organization for women calling for keith ellison to resign keith ellison was just endorsed by the afl cio and F- ask me council five C- Sierra Club issued a statement before the DNC calling for Keith Ellison to resign. And people are people are starting to wake up. They're seeing what a I fiasco sure so. it happened uh, under under Mark Dayton's watch. They remember Bill Clinton. They remember Ted Kennedy. They remember all of this kind of stuff. They don't want another Obama. They're sick of eight years of Governor Dayton. Yeah, and, and I don't think they're going to like what Waltz is selling. I, th- I mentioned in next week's show.
show, I mentioned that we all thought Waltz was going to flip back towards the center. He's not. He's moving way hard left on immigration. He's moving way hard left on um, health care. He's moving way hard left on guns. These are three really key, important issues. And then and then if one step even further, he's flat out telling people, I want to increase the gas tax. Those are not yep. things that are going to resonate with Single with voters. Yeah. Yeah, that's yep. what he wants. So, I mean, I mean, I, Jeff can hit him so hard with knockout punches without getting personal. He doesn't get personal. Right. This is where his views are. Right. Thank him for his service, et cetera, et cetera. But he's got to he's got to come out in the debates fighting. Yep. He's got to just dominate the narrative. Yep. I think and he I will. Just, Thanks, Dan. I really right, think he right. will. Have faith. Thanks. Have faith, man. Okay, who's up next? Oops, I, lo- I, I locked up the keyboard. Sorry about that, Stan. Um, Mike, you're up next. Hi, Mike. What do you think? Hi, Sue. Well, a couple of things. Um, we want somebody with some grit out there. Yes. And that's one of the reasons Trump won. People look for value. People in the Republican Party or the so-called Republican Party were tired of the promises and the weak, you know, they don't, Gut check time with Republicans. A Republican doesn't necessarily represent conservative or libertarian values and ideas. Right. We found that out. Yep, the hard way. One, again, I go back to people look for value. People want a job. People want a good life in their country. Mm -hmm. Now, you go look at the Democrats and the insanity that they're peddling. They want open borders. They're going to have higher taxes. And it's... It's logical that Trump won. Right. And I think some of the primary things you're seeing in the primary is the, the Democrats are in full panic mode. They're yes. doing anything they can to scramble together to go in against Trump, and their hypocrisy is on display for everyone to see. Exactly Look at right. Hillary and all the evil and wrongdoing that went on. But, you know, is Jamar or any of these real strong liberal people critical of that or looking at that? Are they looking Hell for no. integrity? Yeah. No. No, they're not. Thanks, they Mike. Win yeah, tune cost. in. Tune in to Jamar at six. He's. Uh, sorry, I got to cut you off. I'm. I'm running out of time rapidly. But some great comments by, by Mike. I really liked the part where, um, responding to Jeff Johnson. Tim Waltz responding to Jeff Johnson's charge that he would raise taxes, shift health care to government run. Um, Waltz confiscates. He Waltz quips he left out that he would confiscate puppies. So he's going to do that, too. And Donald Trump, by the way, called Jeff Johnson, tweeted out about Jeff Johnson and Pete Stauber. I'll tell you, Johnson's going to win in November just like he won last week. I warned you guys Palenti was going to lose. I told you Jeff Johnson was going to win. Bring on the general election. I'm ready. Sue Jeffers, Twin Cities News Talk AM 1130 and Twin Cities News Talk.